0: What's wrong
1: with you people?
0: How do y'all feel
1: this morning? Why do you always make me define what you meant? What? that's how I feel. How, 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 how dare you? I don't know why you're clapping. I'm talking about you. How dare you? Make war, go to the manual. How dare you? What do you got for me? like an adult, but I'm not going to answer the question until you ask it
0: correctly. Welcome to the Reformatory, the podcast where we engage in culture, theology, evangelical shenanigans, and all around good food. I'm Josh Loftus. Um, I'm, I'm not a pastor. I'm not really anybody. I'm a podcast host on this podcast, Reformatory Pod and with me for the very first time.
1: And yes, my name is...
0: Hopefully not the last.
1: Yes. <laughs> yes, my name is Jack, and I am a deacon at a church in Tacoma, Washington. There we go. We brought it back.
0: We brought it back. You
1: have some sort of office of the church in this <laughs> podcast still. Good to
0: know. Good to know. Good to know. Jack, my friend, welcome to the Reformatory Podcast.
1: Yes, and uh, Josh, happy National Banana Split Day
0: Oh, ew. Mm, yeah. That's sure how I feel if about you, it.
1: If if you if you don't like that, there's about four more others. There's National Kiss and Make Up Day. <laughs> Go reconcile with somebody out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> National Park, you know who you are. <laughs> yeah, National Park Service Founders Day. Have no clue what that is. Um wow. I wouldn't na- even know who to thank uh, for that. Like who are we celebrating? <laughs> teddy roosevelt maybe i don't know <laughs> yeah right <laughs> um national secondhand wardrobe day go out uh, and crank some like, like go day.
0: shop go shop at a thrift store
1: yeah yeah got 20 dollars in my pocket um and finally but not least national whiskey sour day
0: whiskey sour
1: yeah whiskey is that sour like a day. candy that is a that is a oh man you pulled a Daniel right there sir.
0: <laughs> well I think I like have sour to repeat myself on like that. Like a no. whiskey, whiskey sour powder. is a
1: drink man. Oh, okay I'm sorry it's I'm an sorry. alcoholic drink. <laughs> yeah, Although you you're not too privy to the libations. I,
0: I'm really not I'm really not. Man. That's all right. that's all right candy yeah I thought it was candy that's where my mind went. But anyway so Jack we're starting something new man. Um, <laughs> you've got some uh, you got some some size twelves to fill but I I, I have no. Doubt. Trying to be like Bob Seeger and turning
1: the page right now. <laughs> that's uh, right.
0: Bob Seeger. No, no, no. What this is like, you know what this is like? Okay. So I'm going to nerd out like, like, like in, in eighties music fashion here.
1: Yeah. This is when. And I know what, what you'll be talking about too. Cause I'm yeah. not Daniel. So yeah, that's, yeah. <laughs> you're actually going to appreciate and understand yeah. this reference.
0: This is like when, when Bon Scott died, the, mm. the original singer of ACDC and the band had the decision. Do we hang up the gloves? Do we stop? Or do we bring on Brian Johnson and see what happens? You are you are the Brian Johnson of this podcast now. So I, don't,
1: I don't know if that's a compliment or, <laughs> or
0: if that's you a gig a short, against me. You are a short Scottish man that sounds like he's gargling razor blades speaking of
1: speaking of short Scottish men yeah yeah I am not Scottish in the least but man Daniel was throwing some shade on that last pod (laughs) on me he was like dude I think I've mentioned like a couple jokes about him frolicking in the in the in the woods and in the mountains and man he went nuclear he He went full-on Cuban missile crisis at (laughs) me
0: He went full reform Baptist and took it to 11 is what he did. Yeah. He, 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 he attacked, he attacked your, oh man, he attacked your theology.
1: Yeah. He attacked
0: your height. I don't know mm-hmm. if he attacked shoe size.
1: Uh, he attacked a whole lot that. of other stuff, apparently. Um,
0: <laughs> well, it sounds like you take too, it easy. Tree like beard. Tree beard. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my goodness gracious. All right. Well, seeing as how today is Kiss and Makeup Day, I think you and Daniel need to go talk after this podcast. Uh, get I some rec- send him some cigars.
1: Maybe for his, <laughs> all of his troubles. That's
0: right. That's right. Give him some uh, Just – I'm going to let you guys handle that one. Uh, I'm going to be the guy in the middle that's just not a part of it whatsoever. <laughs> so. so, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, Daniel and I talked about um, – on his last step last week, just kind of how the podcast is going to uh, out of necessity, I think change and shift focus a little bit. I don't think it's uh-huh. a I don't think it's a lie that, Dan, you know, the relationship I have with Daniel, and the relationship you and I have, although it's I would say very, very much the same in terms of closeness. It is it is different. Yeah. You and I interact differently than Daniel and I do, sure. right? So the podcast out of necessity, I think is going to take on a different vibe, a different uh, um, ethos, if you will. Can I bring in like a, uh, like a 20 cent church plant word?
1: <laughs> Maybe. I mean, don't, <laughs> please don't, please don't throw up a vision board for yes, whatever so I'm you gonna,
0: do. We're going to cast some visions please here do and we're not break, do out, that, break out the Enneagram and figure out what, what numbers we are. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, Jack, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited about yeah. the future of the podcast. I'm excited to see where this goes. I'm really excited to be uh, um, podcasting with you every week, maybe multiple times a week, depending on how mm-hmm. crazy church culture gets. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. So, you know, what? just for the sake of our audience, uh, just give us a little bit about you and just kind of introduce yourself real quick. Let the audience get to know you. And uh, obviously that'll happen more and more as we podcast, but uh, go ahead and take take a few minutes and Tell us about Jack.
1: Hmm. Well, like you, Josh, I grew up in Washington State as well, too. But I grew up, well, technically, we kind of grew up in the same region. I would say I'm more southern to that region of Washington State. You kind of grew up in north central Washington. And I grew up in kind of the southern central Washington portion, which is like Ellensburg and Yakima. So I grew up there, um, played soccer down in Yakima. My dad worked down in Yakima, but uh, we We lived in Ellensburg, but mainly since Ellensburg is a small town with not much to do, you kind of find yourself in Yakima so often. And so I grew up in that uh, region of Washington State. I did not grow up in a Christian family. Uh, My parents were actually the the only ones out of their families to move out of uh, Cleveland, Ohio. So my sister and I were the only kids that were born outside of Cleveland that I know of in my family. Okay. Um, and so we grew up in kind of vague, believing in God, um, until I would just simply say Jesus started to invade my family. My sister became a Christian when she was in high school. My mom became a believer, um, during her first bout of cancer. And, uh, I think maybe, well, in October, October 9th, 2006, I became a believer Uh, at Central Washington University, and it was my freshman year. So, yeah, I was probably a month into my freshman year when I was saved by the grace of God and did some international missions. Uh, I joined Campus Crusade during that time, went to the Balkans, uh, went to Croatia, Serbia, Montenegro a couple different times over a couple different years to do missions there. Um, joined the army after I graduated central, went to, uh, Fort Knox, Kentucky, Fort Benning, then got stationed here at Fort Lewis, like near Tacoma, where I live right now and where I work right now, uh, is Fort Lewis. So, and then, um, was a part of a church, a mega church that will be unsaid for right now for (laughs) several years. And then when its demise happened, um, that church that I was a part of, the campus that I was a part of, went uh, to an independent church and we became Resurrection Church. Uh, I serve on security there. And then I'm also a deacon within uh, the discipleship groups. So I do mostly men's discipleship groups. So, and yeah, that is, and then, for my job for what I regularly do throughout the day is, uh, work in higher education, uh, mostly with veterans and active duty service members to try and get them into college, uh, and try and not use their GI bill. Mm. So that's, uh, an interesting endeavor. I've been in higher education since, uh, just shortly after I got out of the military. So 2015, I started at Yakima Valley college and then, um, was over here at uh, Tacoma community college. And then I'm at the state board of community and technical colleges, but my position's like co-located at Pierce college. So yeah, that's a little bit about me and just what I do and where I've been. And I don't know. I think in my bio, I would say in 2015, when I got out of the military, I started to really look at the reformed confessions a lot. Sure. I felt like I I definitely, when I was a believer, did not come from any type of um, church back. I mean, there wasn't any really church that I was tied to per se that I felt really called to. Yeah. Maybe about 2015. Uh, When I started to look at uh, a lot of the Reformed Confessions, um, the 1689, the Westminster, the Heidelberg, that's when I was like, okay, oh, I'm definitely uh, monergistic <laughs> in my theology and sure. how I view uh, the scriptures and who God is and how he saves us. And so uh, I joined a church, actually, that I was a part of uh, in Ellensburg, but uh, didn't know that it had kind of underlying Reformed Baptist roots. And so regularly on Sunday our one of my pastors who's now retired, uh, would quote, would quote, uh, Charles Spurgeon a lot, would quote John Piper would quote, uh, for those of you who don't know, uh, Warren Wearsby a lot. Mm. Um, Warren Wearsby actually has some good, uh, commentary and stuff like that. Although I wouldn't say he's necessarily reformed, but, um, yeah. So yeah. Um, that's kind of when I turned the page, so to say, yeah. and, yeah got on the bus of this craziness called reformed um and yes. it's many different expressions. So
0: constant swerving, screaming, uh, yeah, that is reformed them. That's right.
1: Riots on the bus,
0: yeah, that's right. That's right. Food fights. If you have ever been weird. on a
1: public transit bus yeah. in a big yeah. city, it's based that's reformed them in America. Only
0: like. some sometimes it's on fire, is yeah, the, the only, only difference, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, well, Jack, you and I first, so funny story, funny story about Jack, Jack and I <laughs> early on. We're gonna, we're gonna peel. Peel back the, uh, the early years. The early years. We're gonna pull, peel back the curtain. My first exposure to Jack was online. Uh, I think it was. It probably. I think it was in a in a fa- reform Facebook group. So, I mean, clearly the bastion of all good sense, grace, and and uh, nuance. reformed Facebook groups. Right. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. But uh, I remember. Early on, and I don't think this had much to do with you. As more just me, I did not like you.
1: Yeah, you've told me that several times. (laughs) Several (laughs) times,
0: I didn't like (laughs) you. You were pushing this like confessionalism and this highbrow theology and all this. I'm like, man, what? Who is this guy? Who is this guy? And then like it was just silent for for a while, and then you and Mm -hmm. I met at Mm -hmm. uh, Doc and Devo, Mm -hmm. uh, the conference up there, uh, and. Just hit it off, and I think from that point started talking more. Downloaded the Marco Polo app, which has just kind of been the uh, the avenue of many friendships. Ironically, until they went premium, still mad about that. Yeah, they, they want me to pay, but anyway. Um. So yeah, ever since kind of then, you and I have just kind of hit it off and uh, have talked quite frequently, and uh, have just kind of found ourselves more and more. I think to be on the same page on a lot of things. Um, and also different in, in a lot of things too, which is, I think really, really refreshing. It's good to have friends who challenge you and, and cause you to think differently about things that you might think you're, you're settled on. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? Um, not, not things of the essentials of course, but secondary issues where maybe you're a little hard nosed, you know, like, like maybe I'm a little, uh, I'm a little too, too decided on certain things. It's always really encouraging to see how the Lord uses, uh, you know, his people to kind of spur you on um, toward Christ likeness and uh, think, think differently about stuff. You know what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's very difficult right now. I think in this year, especially to have church unity, oh, man. <laughs> And it's yeah, and I think that um, I'm definitely a proponent of church unity, even though people would say real Christians only do X, Y, and Z, and everybody else can get out. Um, I think in the the city that I live in, in Tacoma, it's we have very different believers of every kind of you know background, and so. Uh, I think for me, that's just been a really calling of mind for church unity and especially differences among, um, you know, the congregation and some people that's not going to be your bag of tea, but I would say that that's pretty biblical and, and championed by the scriptures to have unity, yeah. even though you may have disagreements. So,
0: Yeah, no, no. And, and that's exactly right. You know, I think it is my prayer that obviously through this podcast, the, the you know, the focus isn't going to change. We want to be an encouragement to the church. We want to show people Christ, have the gospel be the center of everything that we're talking about. Um, and we, yeah, we want to challenge people. We want to encourage people and we want to, uh, just obviously promote Christ and his gospel above, above everything else. That's not going to change. Um, and I'm definitely excited to be doing that with you. Um, and to kind of, I mean, there's no good way to segue into just what we wanted to talk about today. Um, it might be a longer rep. I'm looking at the time right now. But uh, in, in the same vein of, of church unity, um, the Lord using his people to mold and shape us, uh, to convict us, to hold us accountable, uh, things of that sort. Um, there's obviously, if you've been on social media at all in the last week, a week and a half, um, the, there's been a lot of, uh, what do you say, hoopla? Is it, am I am I using that term correctly? Maybe. Shenanigans. shenanigans. <laughs> there we go. Yeah, let's say shenanigans. Uh surrounding one, uh Jerry Falwell Jr. Um mm. president, well, uh not not anymore, uh was president of the former president. The former president of uh Liberty University, um where I <laughs> Where All i Josh received, is out to confess now. Yeah, yes, I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna be confessing. Oh man, I, I feel like I have to confess. I have to be I have to be transparent, Jack. We're talking about transparency. That's true. Uh, I got my master's of theology through Liberty University. But, but I will cl- I will clarify, I will qualify that although I can't speak to it now, when I went through the program, uh, the vast majority, probably like 85 to 90 percent of the profs that I have were coming from a, uh, coming from a Calvinistic standpoint, which Mm. actually surprised me because when I first enrolled into that school, I was like, okay, this is going to be interesting. It's cheap. Like it was, it was the cheapest one around. Um, but I was pleasantly surprised that actually the vast majority of classes that I had were coming from a Calvinistic background. And I did my final thesis on the debate between Luther and Erasmus. And I obviously sided with Luther for sure on that, on that one. And Mm -hmm. I mean, the prof ended up really liking it. So I want to separate the escapades (laughs) of (laughs) the former president uh from the i think hard-working uh, profs that are trying to do a good job there mm-hmm. um and the problem is he's kind of the face of it it's you can only do that so far i mean anybody yeah. thinks of uh anybody if you bring up uh liberty university today the only thing people are going to think about is Jerry Falwell Jr. and how much he loves Trump, and then this. Um, so, without getting into too much graphic detail, because uh, we, yeah. we don't want to, we don't want to be the. Uh, what's, it's a kids' what's show. Yeah, it's a kids' it's, show. It's, it's, Josh. A, yeah, it's a kids' show. We're <laughs> going to keep this PG, um, and we are not the um, Inquirer, so uh don't want to turn into pulpit and pen either but uh some some recent stuff came out some pretty pretty heinous pretty bad stuff involving Jerry Falwell Jr and some uh sins of a sexual nature um and if you want to you know, if you i don't know why you would but if you want to read about that there's all you have to do is log into pretty much any news site it's all over the place um needless to say really bad stuff um, not great. And we don't have all the details. More details, I'm sure, will come out. More details will be confirmed. More details will be proven false. That's just the way it is with things like this. Um, and we don't want to focus so much on on the details of what happened. Just take our word for it. It's heinous. It's gross. Um, mm-hmm. I think we want to try to take a different route with this episode than I think a lot of, uh, a lot of Christian blogs and podcasts are taking right now. And I want to try. We'll see if we accomplish it, (laughs) but I want to learn from this and apply it. The lessons that can be learned to the church. Like what from this scenario, because it's big, it's public, it's in your face. You can't help, but see it. Mm -hmm. What should we be taking away as members of the body of Christ? And how should we, Strive to live differently in order for, you know, something like this to not happen (laughs) in in our own lives or in the lives of people that are around us. Mm -hmm. Um, So there there's the setup. Um, Jack, why don't you, why don't you take it real quick?
1: Yeah. I mean, uh, you can, I mean, the biggest thing is looking at just the person of Jerry Falwell Jr. And what he's been associated with. And most of us would say he's been associated with politics, not so much the life of the church uh, within the United States. And so I think that's always been concerning for a lot of people and just looking at his personality, especially what, what his dad did, with what we would say is his dad basically established the moral majority, the evangelical right, so to say, or whatever you want to call it within America. That's what Jerry Falwell did. And then his son kind of really didn't, hasn't really championed. He kind of hasn't really said anything other than expressing his political opinion a lot um, in public. And so I think everybody who I've talked to, within Christian higher education has always been like, yeah, I'm pretty suspect of that guy. I, I don't know where he stands as far as if he's a believer or not. And so, um, I think for us, the, the, instead of just saying and posing Jerry Falwell as the bad guy, so to say, I think it's important that in situations like this and situations in the past that we've had these, um, these really heinous things come out about people that are in Christian higher education. That we look back and say, "Okay, that could been that could have been me in that situation." Right.
0: Well, and that is such a
1: <sighs> like we're not exempt I, from that kind no, of evil. No, no, you know. <laughs> no. 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 And, and
0: I mean, I mean, it's the old, it's the old saying, right? Like, they're you know, f- but for the grace of God, there, there go I. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's very easy. I think, and I think we're seeing evidence of that in, in, in a lot of Christian culture. I right know it's very easy to set up these individuals as like, oh, how could he do that? Mm-hmm. You know, like, where did that come from? There, there's this old story about Spurgeon uh, that I really love. And I think, it's, I think it's perfect for this scenario. It's a story about him and one of his elders going to a, one of their church members' houses who had been caught in adultery. Uh, they were going to confront him, right? And they were going to going to do the whole thing. And then the story is that Spurgeon and this guy are in the carriage and they're driving there. And then this other elder starts talking and he starts saying like, I just, I can't understand how this man could do this. I just, I don't, I don't, I don't get it. I don't understand. It doesn't make sense to me. And the story goes that Spurgeon told the carriage driver to stop and turn around and- the elder looks at him and asks what and why, what, what why are, are we turning around? And Spurgeon just shakes his head and says, we aren't the ones to do this. And it's this belief that we, I, I let's make it personal here. I am no more, more uh, <laughs> holy in and of myself mm-hmm. than Jerry Falwell Jr. Yeah. I am in no better position in and of myself to not do the things that he did or, you know, or, or to make those decisions. I, there's nothing about me that is able to stand and wave a flag and be like, look, you know, I am obviously above this man. I haven't, I haven't, you know, and by the grace of God, I haven't committed those types of sins. And by the grace of God, I never will. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm.
0: But it is simply because of that. It is because of the grace of God that I haven't and hopefully will not even come close to committing those types of sins. It's not something that is inherent in me. And I think it's it's that's something that pops up, I think, a lot, is that it's so easy to point the finger and be like, wow, he's a horrible person. And it's like, well...
1: Have you looked in the mirror lately? <laughs> well, not only not only looking in the mirror but uh looking at our culture and how our culture perpetu- perpetuates kind of what he fell into as well too. Sure. Um it doesn't help that our culture is basically, you know, uh very much sexualized 24/7. Right. And I mean, you we can see that in uh how we interact with how men interact with women, how women interact with men, everything. And I so, think yeah,
0: I think it's had a a very deep con- very deep consequences that maybe we don't even we don't even understand.
1: And yeah, and then I think there's some deep-seated other things as far as contentment and joy that are you know, if you if your contentment and if your joy isn't in the Lord, um, then it's going to lead you to do very uh, depraved things, obviously. But I think a good point to, to point out um, is just, there's two, I, I was told this by a pastor, there's two types of people. There's Jesus, and then there's everybody else. <laughs> and honestly, that's, that's not bad. Yeah, I mean, honestly, <laughs> pastors, deacons, um, church members, people who are unbelievers, believers—they're all on the same playing field. Jesus is above all that, right? Um, because he is, and so yeah, I think wait, that
0: you—you're wait, you're not saying my theology makes me better than everybody. Hold on. Wait, 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 wait. I didn't sign up for this. I thought, I thought once I became reformed and once, I mean, even more so when I became confessional that like that just kind of put me on literally on a mountaintop.
1: Well, you got sold a bad uh, batch of berries there, Josh. (laughs) A bad batch
0: of berries. No wonder my (laughs) stomach hurts. (laughs)
1: Um, The huckleberries (laughs) got poisoned or something. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I just think that, um, I mean, but it's not its not uncommon in our culture right now to say, look at this guy, look what he did. He, like, you know, cast him out. Right. And I think those are bigger issues that we talk about even within, you know, we talk about, like, cancel culture and then also talking about this sense of maybe virtue signaling going on right now. And then there's a, there's a certain hierarchy obviously going in within our culture, within the United States. I mean, and and everything's, you know, people think everything's at stake and stuff like that. And so it's, it's a very tenuous place to be in the United States right now with or within or with, with outside or within the walls of the church or within the body of believers and then outside the body of believers. It's just very tentious all the time. Yeah. So.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think, I think it is. I think we as a church, I think part, part of avoiding this um, and part of the lesson that I think needs to be learned is definitely, definitely understanding that the enemy is there mm-hmm. and that it, and that it's active and there is, there is the enemy of the world, of course, but then there is the sinful nature within yourself that you are having to put to death every single day. Mm -hmm. Um, I think you you need to understand kind of what we're fighting against first. If you're going to be effective against, if you're going to be effective in combating it. Right. Um, And I think that's, that's what I want to hopefully glean from this is, is, how do we as a church and, and we as individuals in the church, how do we combat or set up the safeguards um, that would prevent things like this? Because I think what this is a testament of, if anything, I think at the root of this, this is a testament to what happens when you try to hide your sin, especially as a Christian. Our sin, it's, I mean, it's promised. It will find us out. Mm-hmm. And when we try to cover it up and we try to you know put it away, leave it in the darkness, um, it never stays there, yeah, <laughs> ever, ever it is greedy for the light, like it needs to come out, and it's going to happen sooner or later, right, and this will happen in 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 small small scales of you know small personal sins that we have, but then you know, like we're seeing in society today, it, it if left undealt with, it will blow up. It will, well, be- I mean, yeah.
1: And just even looking at scripture too, we we read this all the time, especially from um, the Apostle John a lot too. He talks a lot about light and darkness in his epistles uh, to the church. And so I think that's very characteristic of this time that we're going through right now. Yeah. If you're going to read something, uh, reading the, what we call the Johannan epistles really help out in that. Um, because he really talks about how, when you're in relationship, when you're in communion with God, you're in the light mm. that don't let, uh, you know, don't try and do things in the darkness. And so he's really contrasting kind of those two things in scripture uh, to show you how it's beneficial to like live in community with one another as believers and especially living in community uh, with God and being honest about, um, you know, your sins with God too in confession. And so, yeah, I think from scripture that those, those examples really help out a lot.
0: Well, you know, I think, I think that's I mean, I think that's the key is that we, if we want to avoid things like this, right. And it's not just, again, it's not just about avoiding sin,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: right. It's not just about avoiding the consequences or not wanting to get in trouble, right. It's about living a life that is glorifying and pleasing to God and exemplifies, it shows the person of Christ as clear as we can, right. I mean, that's, that's what it's about. Um, And I think if we want to do that. I think you touched on it perfectly is, is we have to live in communion with God. And what does that look like? It's following his precepts. It's living. It's, it's, it's reading his word, solid prayer life, but, but it's about having communion with his people. Like Mm -hmm. that is the avenue that God has given uh, for, uh, for encouragement, for accountability and for light to literally be shown, if it's done correctly, light to be shown in every dark place in our life so that there's yeah. nothing that isn't exposed to the light of the gospel. Um, and that the only way that I've found that it happens and happens the most effectively is in the context of the local church. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I, haven't, I haven't found any other, any other way for that to happen.
1: Yeah, and I think people avoid that at all costs, too, within our culture, because they have misconceptions about what the church is, and then on top of that, um, they have been slighted by, I I would say, a version of the church, maybe, or Mm, um, uh, people who have not represented Christ in a very appropriate, appropriate way uh, with the scriptures in accordance with the scriptures, I would say as well too. Um, so yeah, I mean, you have all those, you have all those misconceptions and that's, you know, I mean, you can probably speak to this too, but that's some type of trauma that person experienced. And so, Why would I go back to that trauma that I experienced?
0: (laughs) Right. That's probably most
1: people say. Right.
0: (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. It's like it's Um, like I've already I've already been burned. Why would I go back into that house? Yeah. Right. Like it's just and and here's the thing. I mean, we are we are fallen people. It's a fair question, but the same the same people that the same people that 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 propagated the hurt will be the same people that God uses to bring the healing. Mm -hmm. and it's the it's the local church right Mm -hmm. so i mean we look at look at people who've been abused uh spiritually abused we look at people like like falwell jr who has just fallen who's had a great fall a very great fall um uh, obviously very public too yeah yeah. and that's what hurts dude is these these black eyes that 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 the the church gets um Which is a whole nother topic about, you know, very public, public celebrity, celebrity Christian types. Uh, We'll
1: talk about that in another episode. Yeah,
0: yeah, exactly. Exactly. (laughs) We have thoughts.
1: (laughs) We have experience in that department. (laughs) Yes, we might might have
0: some things to say. Um, But here's the thing, you know, something that I am not seeing in the vast majority of uh, people that are talking about this whole thing. Um, the vast majority. I am, I am seeing it in some and I'm happy for it, but is the lack of uh, what do you say? Lack of compassion and just kind of the lack of, uh, <laughs> lack of basically saying, look, Falwell needs Jesus. Yeah. His wife needs Jesus. They are obviously two very broken <laughs> and hurting people that are seeking satisfaction in any other place, but Christ. Mm -hmm. Right. Like they really, really need the gospel and like, I really want them to have it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? Like,
0: and, and that's, I think perhaps what's saddening. And again, I don't want to just crap all over the church because I think it is it for, I think it is a loud minority in the church. That's, that's what I choose to believe. Um, that is rude and callous and pointing fingers. And, but we, when faced with situations like this, like I really want the first thing out of our mouths to be the gospel (laughs) and not, not like that elder, right. That Spurgeon was with like, Oh, I can't believe he did this. How could he do this? What's wrong with him? Right.
1: Yeah. Um, Yeah, that's tough too. And like I said, it's, it's difficult within our culture right now because all our culture wants to do is perpetuate that kind of stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to be a member of the family of God when you have everybody around you not acting as the family of God and actually wanting you and prompting you to act other than the family of God. Right. So I think that's the that's the <laughs> difficult point is that you know you're tr- you're trying to traverse and trying to be countercultural sometimes, but then sometimes it's hard to resist that when all you have is that <laughs> coming at you every single day. You know?
0: Well, dude, I mean, I will fully admit when I first heard the new, like like when I first read it, you know, I'll admit. Like the first thing out of my mouth was like, well, of course, like saw that coming,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you know, and like that's horrible. That's really bad. <laughs> and it's, I mean, yes, call out sin. And I'm not saying we don't use discernment and connect dots where dots need to be connected. But if that's the first thing, instead of, I f- yeah. You know,
1: yeah, I felt always, I, I don't know. I feel like shocked I feel always shocked when stuff like this comes out. I don't know. Maybe it's, um, I mean, you know, you like certain people, you don't like certain people, whatever, but I still feel shocked when that, when stuff like this comes out. Yeah. It's like, wow. Um, that's some really messed up stuff. And it's like, it makes me reflect too on, on my own life. And Um, it challenges me as well, too, during those times. Um, There was a a situation a a few years ago where this happened at the seminary that I attend. It happened to one of our faculty, and uh, he was caught in multiple adulterous uh, relationships, and he was the pastor of a local church. I won't say his name. You probably know if you've followed this, but um it shocked a lot of people yeah um mainly because of his demeanor and so i think it's just the maybe i i don't know maybe it's i i get shocked because people get uh people will always project a certain personality and a persona and when they get found out it's like whoa I don't know. It it seems that I'm always in shock whenever I find these things out.
0: Wait, you're but. saying that the the people we see on Instagram and Facebook, that's not real life?
1: <laughs> yes, that is. Yes, Josh, that is. <laughs> that's fake. That's literal those, fake news. <laughs> those,
0: <laughs> those images, you know, like the snippets of how perfect people's lives are, that's not reality. That's not yes, true. That, that is um. a mask. I have. Been, I need to rethink social media. I've, I've just been thinking; it's just, it's all true, all of it, <laughs> zero fake news. Um, gosh, yeah. Well, uh, I think, yeah, I think to wrap to wrap it all up, uh, sin sin's really bad, and I think if we look, we look around and we we see the sin of others, we see the sin of ourself, and I think we need to, as a church focus more more in, in this specific area, focus more inward in that God has placed men and women in our lives in the context of your local body for a reason. And he's done it intentionally. Uh, every person that is in your local church is there because God has placed them there. And for you personally, They are there for your encouragement. They are there for your accountability. They are there to convict you of sin. They are there uh, to to be Christ to you in that we, we need to be vulnerable with each other. We need to be transparent with each other. And we need those brothers and sisters in our life that know what we struggle with, that know our blind spots, and know where uh, the fire is hottest or the war is raging uh, the most in our life. And come alongside us in those. Because there's, here's the thing. There's no lone wolf Christians at all. Uh, and I think too many, and I'll, I'll add myself, too many uh, think that we can do this, this. And when I say this, it means this, this Christian life. We can do this on our own.
1: Yeah. We can white knuckle it. And, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Pull, pull ourselves up by our bootstraps and just, just charge ahead, head down mouth shut and get through Christian yeah. life until we like come to the gates of heaven. And then, yeah, it's just, Well,
1: you ain't win the war like that. No, you <laughs> <laughs> just say there was, I mean, from military experience, there was, there was some guys that had some attitudes like that when I deployed in Afghanistan and they had this very kind of hard charging right. white knuckle thing. And those guys would get made fun of because like, yeah, that guy is over there, he wants to win the war it's like, yeah, good luck with that yeah, yeah <laughs> um, exactly it's just not gonna happen i I mean you in and of yourself it's not gonna happen, but you um being empowered by the Holy Spirit who lives inside of you that's a completely different other thing, so yeah,
0: yeah, so when yeah, when stuff like this pops up, you know I mean in this specific scenario, pray for. Jerry Falwell Jr., pray for his wife, pray for their family, everyone involved. I mean, there's a lot of hurting people right now. And I mean, sin needs to be confronted. Sin needs to be dealt with and there will be consequences for sure. But but pray for them. Pray Mm -hmm. that Christ gets a hold of their hearts and redeems them and shows them their need for him, especially through, through this whole scenario. And I think if more of us did that, I think if more of us, if that was the, If that was the out of the gate response, Mm -hmm. when more of this stuff happened, I think our church would, the the church as a whole would be much healthier. And I think me as an individual would be much healthier, uh, you know, spiritually speaking, if that was, if that was at the forefront. Um, And I I pray that just, you know, the longer I live, the more, (laughs) the more it happens. (laughs) That's the goal anyway.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, Jack. Well, think, kind think, of a uh, a a more somber first yeah, episode, a very like, serious like,
0: first episode to adapt. Welcome deck on. to the podcast. Let's talk about sin.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Let's launch into depravity. How about how's that take you? <laughs> <Yeah.
0: Hey, laughs> ain't it just like a couple of reform dudes?
1: <laughs> like, yeah. When, pretty <laughs> yeah. T- pretty typical to walk through the tulip right now. Yeah, thanks a lot, what do you, guys.
0: What do you want to talk about? Oh, no, what do you, depravity. Oh, yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> oh, let's talk about how awful we are because that makes us feel good. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, next step, hopefully we'll be happier. But we'll see. I think we're going to be starting a, a new series next yes, step.
1: We've, we have uh, we've done some... What uh, George W. Bush would like to say, some strategery <laughs> here, and uh, we've been planifying. It's a <laughs> we get we brainificated, okay? We <laughs> brainificated, and like we did brainificate
0: uh, <laughs> on the podcast. We did series. the
1: timetables, all right, and we figured out stuff. So <laughs> now there's oh, actually no. we we came up with some. I, I hope you guys will be encouraged by some of the content that we'll be putting out in the next months to come. Yeah. Uh, cause I know it'll be engaging and on top of it, it'll be, uh, getting to the, getting to the crux of how is the gospel interweaving through all these things. Right. Which I think right. that we've, we all want. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And hopefully, you know, at the end of the day, the church is encouraged. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, that's, that's what we want to do. So, oh. well, Jack, good first step. Welcome to the pod, my man. Definitely yes. And to it.
1: Yeah, and you can catch us on the sociables. Look at you. As look at Daniel. you right hey, in. Hey, I, I got the tra I got some this ain't my first rodeo. Look, look okay? at <laughs> <laughs> you my first rodeo, sir. Were
0: you were you were you the clown? <laughs> is, is that what you were? I think I, so <laughs> those guys can't be too tall. In know, Ellensburg
1: like... we have a quote unquote world famous rodeo, yes, whatever that do. means. Yeah. And I think I did some uh what is it, mutton busting? Yeah. When I was a little kid, he
0: rode the sheep. Yeah,
1: I yeah. think I did that. I think I have pictures of that quite a long time ago. So, this oh, ain't my first rodeo, sir. We're going to okay. have to
0: get those pictures. Let's just, I'm just putting that out there right we're now. We're probably
1: going to have to dig them up out of a ditch somewhere. Yeah, or that's like right. That. They've been buried deep down, dark into Bruce Wayne's cavern right now. Yes, so.
0: Bruce, dude. Oh, Oh, man. Okay, we're out of time, but we got it next. We're talking about that. Justice League, and Batman trailer.
1: Yeah, like, DC good, dropped gracious. some major nuclear bombs on us. They sure did. So the they, this week. is
0: something our listeners should know right off the bat. Jack and I are huge nerds in multiple, yeah. multiple things. Multiple things. We are vast. Our knowledge of the of, of nerd culture is vast.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> so podcast
1: might have a little of that flavor.
0: So uh, sorry, but not sorry. Yeah. Because... <laughs> it's our podcast
1: yeah but as I was saying you can yes. catch us sociables. on the as the as Daniel would say the sociables
0: yes the sociables
1: uh, you can catch us on the tweaker uh, the insta yeah. the instant the Instagram yep uh, the Facebook yes. the book, at yep. reformatory pod that's so. right
0: that's right we ha- we have patreon as well patreon uh, oh, yeah. patreon.com slash reformatory podcast. And guys, gals, children, old people, (laughs) we like reviews. We like to be heralded on the interwebs. Uh, Please, if you would (laughs) do us a favor, uh, head on over to wherever you get your podcasts and write us a review. Give us a five-star rating Um, and write a little snippet of why you like the podcast, why you don't like the podcast, why you don't like the podcast now, or why you do like the podcast now. Uh, Oh, Jack is the
1: worst co-host now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Or like, why would you guys choose depravity to talk about on your first (laughs) app? Like of all things to talk about. Uh, Yeah. Write us some reviews. We like seeing uh, your guys' reviews and it gets us uh, further and further away from the like Joyce Meyer, Joseph Prince, Todd Bentley recommended podcasts. Oh my God. (laughs) We'd like to be away from those. So we're doing pretty good, but each review gets us farther and farther away. So help us out. Do us, do us a solid, give us a review. Um, and thank you all for listening to the Reformatory. And Jack, like, do you want your own signature, like sign off? Like Daniel's was just out. That was Daniel. <laughs> <laughs> like i feel like we need one i later.
1: usually just say peace and that's about it so that's I like it yeah that's okay. that's it for me just peace later all right
0: all right <laughs> well well here we go here we go we're gonna do it for the first time and hopefully not the last thank you for listening to the reformatory podcast we will catch you next week
1: peace bye